Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Hey, hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in once again and welcome to episode 11. I'm really excited about recording this episode and for so many reasons, but if you have been following me for a little while, you would know that angel numbers pop up for me a lot. And I did a recent um, Instagram TV about it, which was just a little bit about my story. But 1111 is one number that has been coming up for me tons and tons in the last few years. And of late, I've been seeing a lot of 2222, 2222. And 777 is a new one that was popping up for me this week. So I'm going to have to check that out too. But being that podcast or this podcast is episode number 11, excites me. (laughs) And I'm hoping that what I share with you guys today is going to give you a little bit more insight into me and who I am. So I was at an event today and I was there as a VIP, actually, (laughs) not that I see myself in any way, shape or form as a VIP, as in comparison to anyone else. I think we're all very important people. But um, I was at this bubs and business event and, um, and there was like a workshop kind of going on there where it was all about building customer profiles and building your brand and knowing who you're speaking to. And, you know, there's a big, big message around what we're here to do and why we come to this earth and what we're here to give back, the impact we're here to make. And in any business that you ever get into, and even in even even in roles as an employee, it, you constantly hear this thing about your why. So one of one of the greatest talks I ever heard was a TED talk with Simon Sinek around this. So it was all about knowing what your why is versus knowing what your thing is that you're selling or what you're, you know, what you're offering because people, as much as they do, you know, eventually most people will find you, they'll follow you, they'll fall in love with what you're doing. And maybe one day they might invest in your services or they might, you know, they might want to buy one of your products. But really the reason that people do purchase, the reason that people keep following, the reason that people fall in love with communities is because there's a why there, because there's something there that they can relate to. There's something there that they go, ah, she's like me. I can, I can connect with this person. And everyone, especially in the business world is always like, what's your why? What's your why? And so 
A lot of you guys know, and I still keep saying this, but I am going to do a whole talk on my mission statement. But a lot of you guys know that I read a divine mission statement every morning. If you follow me on socials, you'll see it pop up a lot because it's something that I've done consistently for months and months on end now. And every single day when I do it, I find that I become more and more in touch with my why. Now, I have a primary purpose around what I'm here to do on this earth. And that has to do with being loving and present towards my family and my husband and, and really living in alignment with my values. So having a career that can be in alignment with my values, but the why behind what I do is more important. And I think that in, I feel like I'm heavy breathing today. I hope you guys can't hear it. I'm like, I shouldn't do that. That sounds freaky, but, um, (laughs) I feel like I'm heavy breathing. And I think, to be honest, sometimes when I get on here, I, when I haven't done a podcast recording for a while, cause I've had a couple of weeks now where I've had guests on. And I think that when I don't talk as much, I get kind of maybe off my game. I don't know. Maybe that's a word for it, but I get a little bit panicked and I feel this pressure because when I'm recording stuff, what I do is I don't re-record. I don't pause. I don't break. I don't edit this stuff. I just let it flow. <laughs> and sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes maybe not. I, I often feel like these podcasts go in directions that I definitely don't expect, but I have gotten, I, I want to say before I get into, you know, the real topic for today, but I do want to say that anytime you guys send me feedback, I, I get absolutely drowned with messages through Instagram, but I love it. I love it so much. I, I literally opened my Instagram for the abundance hub Instagram, which is much smaller than my Jess Shembri one the other, uh, yesterday. And I found all these messages in my other outbox inbox thing. And I, it literally just brought me to tears reading these messages from people. And so I really want to rest assured and reassure you that if you are sharing that you've loved my podcast with the world, if you're sending me feedback messages, letting me know how it's affected you, how it's impacted you, I read every single one of them and I normally do reply. Um, if I didn't, it's just because probably one of my kids was screaming at me and I forgot. But normally, um, I just want you to know that those messages just, they warm my heart and they keep me going because there are definitely days um, where I I feel so not worthy of speaking to the world. There are definitely days when I think, do people really want to listen to this? But I keep opening up my statistics and I see more and more and more of you opening, um, downloading my, my podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about my why. And I think that for anyone that's followed me for a while, you would have definitely seen that my, my, my career has taken a few turns in the last five to six years. So since having my daughter, I, I went on this path of self-discovery and I've spoken about this in my previous podcast. So please, if you haven't already checked them out, go and do a binge um, because there's some cool information in some of them about how my career kind of panned out and how things have taken ups, downs, lefts, rights, different turns along the way. But when I became a mother... I definitely felt this sense of, of pressure. Um, and I felt like I didn't want to do the job I used to do, which was being a fashion photographer. And so since Scarlett was born, the last six or seven years have definitely taken me on this really big journey. And the, the reason I do what I do now, it wasn't apparent at the beginning, but as my journey has unfolded, I, 
I've realized that through my struggles and through the mess of my own life, I've created my why and my message has come out of that. So I don't know about you, but when I became a mum, I found that it it escalated the pressure I already felt to another level. So, you know, with with social media, but it can it can be the most positive place on earth, but it can also be a really negative place. But even before, and I think this is getting worse and worse every day because I know that seven years ago, social media wasn't what it what it is today. It was something completely different. It was I'm sharing pictures of my kids and that's about it. Whereas now social media is it's shinier than ever. Everyone seems so stylish. Everyone seems to dress well. Everyone's living through filters. We are all, um, you know, we're all sharing highlights. And I, I do genuinely try to be really honest, authentic, vulnerable, and real with you guys on there. Um, you know, I think the, you know, the other day I was posting some, I was posting something and I thought, man, I look terrible, but I mean, we all look terrible some days. So I've tried to really let go of that, of that shininess, but yeah, my page to an extent is pretty shiny. And, and it's because I take a lot of, um, I take a lot of pictures and I do want my page to look beautiful because I want to be a role model for you guys. And I definitely want to put my best self forward. But at the same time, um, I know that six or seven years ago, it was just like, here's pictures of my kids and our iPhones were just starting to take decent photos. And now I look at the photos that I'm posting as opposed to the memories that pop up of like the photos I'm posting of Leo and most of my Instagram is all iPhone pictures. Whereas the the memories that pop up from Scarlett when she was like Leo's age, one years old, are so shit, so grainy. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I used a real camera because they weren't as shiny as they are now. That's for sure. Now it's like next level, you know? Um, so with that all being said, I feel like there is this, there is this pressure. There's this big pressure on women in general and men probably feel the exact same way, but I'm fairly sure that most people listening to this podcast are women. So I'm going to speak to the women today. Um, but if you are a guy and you have randomly stumbled across this, or you just enjoy listening to it, thank you but there'll be a woman in your life that you can definitely feel compassion for after listening to this. And you can have a bit more of an understanding for I'm positive. So stay, stay with me if you're a guy listening to this, but, um, I am speaking to the women definitely more today. Um, I know that, and I don't want to put comparisons on the previous generations, but I feel as though that the previous generations, it was all about, you know, work hard, make sure your kids stay alive, keep them active, put them through school, go on a holiday a year and repeat, right? So there was like no, you know, you come home from work, feel like shit because you're tired or you felt like you failed as a parent or whatever it may be, and then open social media and then feel even worse because now you're playing comparison all night with the person who's got more followers than you or the mum that seems to have done a better job at school lunches or the mum that's breastfeeding and you're not, or that um, they've eaten right and you chose to eat a shit lunch because you just wanted carbs or um, their relationship seems shiny and perfect and yours doesn't. And now it's highlighting the apparent lack you have in life, or you've got this, you know, boss mama that 
is keen into investment strategies and, you know, and, and these are things that I, I'm only speaking this cause I've been there and I've felt this way so many times. Um, or you, you, then you follow someone who's really, really highly successful in your eyes and, um, you know, they're doing all this great stuff like flying private jets or, you know, we follow, we follow celebrities and we somehow feel that that is a life we, we desire. And so, this incredible amount of pressure, you know, you've got, this is kind of the stuff that I feel is, is the biggest things that, that we look at social media for. Um, because to be honest, if my, if my mum or someone in my parents' generation or your parents' generation needed to know something, they would have to connect with someone face to face. So it's not like they would meet up at the family barbecue on the weekend and say, what did you eat for lunch this week? Did you eat healthy or did you eat unhealthy? How many times have you exercised? Are you, are you still breastfeeding or have you not made that announcement public yet? Um, how's your job going? How much do you earn? Have you hit your target this month? How's your relationship? Have you posted a selfie lately to, to highlight how in love you are? Um, how, how many kilos have you lost this week? Or what did you buy that's new? Because I need to know because I should probably buy that too. Oh, I didn't. Oh, can you tell me all the things you bought this week? Are you eating kombucha? Are you using the new lipstick from this person? Or did you just get that new Lorna Jane top? Oh yeah, I probably need that too. Um, how many times have you called your mum this week? How many, um, you know, how many times have you practiced gratitude with your kids? Um, how many times have you had sex this week? Have you got a really good sex life? Cause I'd like to know all about that. Um, have you had a bad parenting moment this week? And, um, I should probably tell you about all of mine. And then did you get a raise? Did your husband and you yell? Have you done some personal development? And did you listen to any podcasts? Did, did you do any of that? Um, and then if you're not excelling in your career, um, how good are you at your parenting? And that is literally like, even just saying all of that, it makes me feel stressed. And that to me is the issue right now is that we have this fucking immense pressure on us because that is all we see every single day. We see this immense amount of pressure. Whereas people in our parents' generation, they didn't think about any of this. They thought about themselves. They thought about their family unit. They're getting ahead. They charged forward in their own little bubble And then when they got together on the weekends with their friends and family, then they spoke about things that were actually valid, that were actually important. And they asked, how are the kids going? What's been happening? And it's interesting because I had somebody the other day who I, um, who I've known for a fair while, um, a couple of people actually that don't have social media and, I was telling one of them about all the things I've been doing lately. Oh, I released this new product, this, you know, um, parenting product and I've got my podcast is going really well now and my retreats are filling up and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, see, most of my friends know all this because they've seen it all on my social media. But I definitely feel that this world we live in and this this comparison and, and then on top of that, you've got professionals online who are feeding you information. And sometimes it's really positive, but sometimes it does just beat us down. And if you can relate, please tell me, I'd love to hear your stories. I'd be curious to know what you feel like out of all those things puts the most weight on your shoulders. But I feel as though as a woman in general, all of those things just 
they compact us. They just make, and, and this sucks. It sucks that this is the way our reality is, but I feel like all of those things constantly being, you know, put into our face. And let me remind you guys, this is by choice, right? Like we choose to open our Instagram and social media way too often. We choose not to put limits on it. We choose to prioritize connection with our phones over connection with our kids. We choose to put, you know, checking Facebook over exercise. We, we make these choices, but the fact is, is that this is being ingrained into us. And so I feel all this pressure. I used to feel it way more, but I've been able to through becoming a coach and developing tools and and becoming an educator is that I've been able to create tools and resources and, and strategies and learn from the best. And now I don't do it as much, but then on top of that, if you're a mum, there, there's some crazy statistic that like, I think it's like 60 or 70% of stay at home mums at one point in their, you know, in their parenting journey will want to become business owners. So then on top of all the, are you eating right? Are you skinny enough? Is your relationship good? How many times a week are you having sex? Are you doing investments? Have you bought a property? Are you saving? Are you fashionable? Are you on trend? Are you being a good sister, daughter, auntie, uh, all those things. Then we decide as parents, let's start a business. Like let's do an at home business because now I feel like I've lost myself. I feel lonely. I feel inadequate as a, as a, you know, maybe a sexual partner to my, to my husband. I'm bored. I call it cabin fever. So when I'm at home for too long, I get cabin fever. So as a, as a new mum you start feeling all this stuff and you start going, you know what? I don't know how, I don't know how I feel about this parenting gig. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add some pressure. Um, we don't often go within, right? So we don't often just go within and say, you know what, instead of adding pressure, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to put me number one. And I'm just going to start saying to hubby, like, I need to go and exercise more. I need to be able to do a few things that have fill my cup because I'm not feeling very good. Instead, what a lot of us do, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. We, we expect, we start a business, we start a home-based business, or we do network marketing, or we start a crafty business, or we start creating something, or we become an expert in something. We don't necessarily have too much of a plan around it, but then we put this expectation on ourselves that we need to parent like we don't have a job or a business. And then we need to excel in our career or in our business as if we're not parents. So this is a quote that's been floating around a lot and I've kind of changed it a bit, but it's like, we need to parent like we don't have a job and we need to excel in our career as if we weren't parents. And if you relate to this, please give me a holler, send me a message. I want to know your story because I'm curious if it's just me or if it's like the other 80% of women out there feeling exactly the same and just going, you know what, mofos, I can't do everything. Like I'm struggling to do one thing well and now you want me to do 10 things well and it's not working. So if you can agree with this in any way, shape or form, then you're starting to connect with my why because this is what I did. I went through my first years of parenting, screaming for help, wanting help, but not understanding that the help I needed was within me. And so I was looking, looking, looking for outside sources to, 
to help me. So I tried to put pressure on myself in terms of earning income. I, I put pressure on myself. I thought, you know what, if I'm really fit and skinny, that'll make me feel better. Um, and yes, I will give it so much credit because being becoming fitter and healthier helped my mindset so much. But I think what we do is we're, we're searching for an answer as a parent, especially as a mum, because we don't realize what's going to happen after giving birth. We may not have had a great, we may not have had a great experience giving birth. We may have lost children in the past, had miscarriages, um, or worse. You know, we, we may have been through our own mental health issues. Then the babies are here and we're going through sleepless nights. We're potentially suffering with depression, postnatal depression, with anxiety. We're not liking our bodies. All these things are happening. And, and all we're doing is we're searching for answers and we're searching for a way to feel better. So you've got the stress, the anxiety, you might have money issues because, you know, poor old dad over here is trying to, trying to be a good hubby and get the income in the door, but he's having trouble, um, you know, supporting the family, the new family. So the relationship isn't great. Then you may add grief into that regret, shame, all these different things. And then we feel like we're, we're pushed into this place of scarcity where we get to these points. And I've been here so many times. I'm not, I'm not just telling you this because I think it's true. I'm telling you it because I know it's true because I've been through it. I've been through these states where I've just been like, nothing's ever going to go right. I can't get ahead of the game in any aspect. I'm not being a good mom. I'm not being a good anything. Um, so instead of living a life full of abundance and in, in, when I talk about abundance, I don't mean just financial abundance. I mean, an abundance of everything. Um, number one, the biggest thing you want to search for when you're looking for abundance is abundance of self-worth and self-love. And honestly, guys, it's the hardest effing thing you're ever going to do. It's the hardest job in the world to become someone who genuinely loves themselves, who genuinely wants to toot their own horn. Um, it's hard work. It's really hard. And it's not something that comes overnight. It's something that you're going to work on for a long time. But what I realized is that I was coming from a place of scarcity so often in the past. I've always felt stressed. I always felt all this these levels of anxiety and these levels of shame and these levels of regret and stress. And I was worrying about money. I was worrying about my kids. I didn't think I was doing a good enough job with parenting. And so all this stuff was piling up. And I got to a point where I felt like if I don't make a change soon, the net, like I think it was around, it was probably six, five to six years ago when I really started to have this shift. So it's taken me all this time and having another baby in the mix didn't help, um, mainly because I felt I should, I should expand on that. But when I had Scarlett, I started feeling this way and then I got through that. So I did push through, I did a lot of personal development. I did a lot of investing in myself. I really focused on the fact that my parenting, the pressure I felt around parenting was something I needed to work on. Um, I spoke about this in one of my other podcasts where I, I know that one of my high values is being a good parent, which is why I put so much pressure on myself to do so. But I got through all of that and started to get good with the career again. And, 
And then I thought maybe we should have another baby, um, which I'm so thrilled we did. But oh my gosh, it set me back in so many ways because I felt this new wave again come through of inadequacy and I didn't like my body again. And I felt disconnected to Ryan at periods and there was outside stress. If you've seen one of my recent posts on Instagram, I talk about, you know, some things that happen within our family. We've got, you know, people in our family that have major addiction problems and are stealing money from people and, you know, and all of this stuff was happening right when Leo was a newborn at one of its highest peaks. Like it was seriously stressful to the point that, you know, I nearly had, a, I pro- probably did, I just don't acknowledge it as one, but I I pretty much had a panic attack. Um, and I got to this point where I felt like I was back to square one again. But thankfully at that time I had really good tools and resources and I had like, I call it my tool belt, but I had this tool belt and I was like, okay, Jess, like this is pretty fucked, but you know what to do here. You know what to do, girl. Come on, get up off your, you know, your sorry sack seat. Come on, move along, go, go do the things you know are going to serve you. And, you know, putting yourself first, it's hard to do, but putting yourself first is really, really important, especially when you're having these low, low points. And so, my why has completely come from my experiences. My why is there because I, I feel that our parents were in some ways, no way equipped with the skills that they needed to be able to arm us and prepare us for the world we're living in today. So I'm going to say that again, because I feel like it's so important. Um, I know I remember that when I got into personal development, I didn't really, I didn't get a bad response, but I remember my dad once saying, oh, I think all that stuff's a bit of a crock. And I didn't really, my parents weren't really into it because it wasn't really something that was a big thing back in the day. Um, But our parents were no way equipped to prepare us for the world we live in today. It's, um, it actually, this, this is where it gets emotional for me because I always felt like I was never given the tools as a child to have this really high, high, high self-worth. But the thing was, it was nothing to do with my parents. It was to do with this shit world we live in, in some, on some cases, um, this world that our parents couldn't prepare us for. Like how would our parents have known that we were going to live as young adults in a world where we would be in comparison with people we don't know on a daily basis when they couldn't even ring their, their, their mother on the phone unless they were at home because we didn't have mobiles. And now like people can't even like detach themselves from these devices. Like how were we, how were we ever expected to be prepared to be living in the world we're living in now? So, you know, for the parents today that feel like they weren't given the tools, for the parents today that feel like I'm expected to be a really good mum, I'm expected to be a great wife and a great partner and a great daughter and sister and all these things. And then on top of that, I I really want to I really want to teach my kids the bet to be the most beautiful, loving, caring people. And I want to instill self-worth and self-love into my kids. Um and I, I want them to be emotionally stable and I want them to be proud of themselves and I want them to focus on gratitude. And, but you know what? I can't even do that myself. 
Like how the heck am I meant to teach my kids something when I don't even know how to do it myself? And this is the biggest problem, guys. This is the, this is my why is I see, I see this. I see everyone out there or so many of you guys out there, you know, the empowered few are the ones that have broken through this, you know, that are changing this lineage, that are breaking through these things. And they're the ones on social media. And for me, you know, I'm on there because I want people to know this. I want people to know that I'm not out there doing this, coming across shiny and sparkly because I want you guys to just see me as a role model or be like, she's an empowerment coach. Yay for Jess. I want you to know that I see the pain. I've been through it. And I definitely know that number one, if we're expected to be brilliant parents, if we're expected to be empowered women, if we're expected to chase this life of abundance, like how the heck are we going to do that in how are we going to teach our kids and how are we going to prepare them for the future when we don't even feel prepared ourselves, when we can't even get through the day on our own? Um, and this is something, this is something I'm so passionate about. So number one, I go, where do people start? And I've been looking at this and I've been researching this and I have been pouring my heart and soul into this. And one of the things that I know is that every single person you speak to in the personal development world, in the self-help world, counselors, psychologists, teachers, um, educators, spiritual guides, there's always this underlying message that always is always the same. And it is put yourself first build your own self-worth. If you don't have your own self-worth, you're never going to earn lots of money. If you don't have your own self-worth, you won't be able to teach your children how to do it. Um, If you don't put yourself first, you can't be the best um, partner in a relationship. It's always about putting you first. And I know this to be true. I know that this is a true statement. I've, I've lived, eaten and breathed this statement, especially for the last 12 months, I have been focused on being as what most people would call it selfish, right? So the, f- the first thing mums do when they go put yourself first, you know, you've got to do exercise every day. You've got to eat well. You've got to take time to meditate. You've got to go get your hair blow dried. You've got to get your nails done. And Oh yeah. Good, good idea. Ladies. Like I can't put myself first because my kids are screaming at me and my husband is worried about money and like, how the heck am I then meant to go and put myself first? Like that doesn't make sense. So it's a hard concept for people to grasp. And I would, I used to say, if I put myself first, it's probably selfish. It's probably selfish. Right. Whereas now I feel so worthy of putting myself first. I know that when I go and exercise, when I go on beach walk, when I say to Ryan, you know what, I need to go out for dinner on a Wednesday night with a girlfriend. I need to go out for dinner on a Wednesday night with a girlfriend because tomorrow I'm going to show up as much better wife for you, a much better parent for the kids. It's about putting yourself first. And that sounds like a beautiful concept. But the truth of the matter is, is that until you do work on yourself, it's very hard to get to that point. And so I was looking at this kind of system and I'm really super excited to be sharing this with you guys today because it's actually the first time I've shared it. Um, But I looked at this system and I looked at going, okay, well, you've got this, you know, you've got the crux of, of the message here. We all know we need to put ourselves first. 
if we're in love with ourselves, if we believe we're worthy, if we know we're, you know, we're destined and we are deserving of love, then what you believe you are deserving of, you will receive. You can't expect to get things from other people that you don't have within yourself. So you can't expect to get things from other people that you don't have within yourself. So if you're sitting there looking in the mirror going, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm not worthy, no one loves me. Well, you're right. You're not going to get it because you don't have it within yourself. And trust me, I know I keep harping on, but I only know this through experience. I only know this because I've gone through this journey. I've walked this path. I've done the work and I've come out the other end and I still go up and down. I still have all these battles. I don't, I don't sit here and proclaim that I'm a fixed woman and that I don't still feel guilt, shame, stress, and anxiety all the time or a lot of the time. But I tell you what, my tool belt is so good now is that I just snap out of it really, really quickly. But you can't expect to get things from other people unless you find it in yourself. And so I was like, this is great, but most people don't have a spare $50,000 to spend on personal development. Most people don't have the time. They don't have the resources, but we need to be able to provide something where you can make a start. And I saw the biggest problem or the biggest, the biggest area where people were really, really struggling is as parents, as, as parents to children, because becoming a mum is a big deal. Becoming a parent in general is a big fucking deal. Um, You will never feel more love and more stress at once. You will never feel more connection and more disconnection at once. It's just a big deal. And so I thought, what can I do to start helping parents and helping mums in particular start building their own self-worth? And so I thought about this and I reverse engineered it and I went, if I can somehow create a tool for children, because we all know, right, that we'll spend more money on our kids than we will on ourselves. Like I remember a few years ago, Scarlett was doing dancing and gymnastics and swimming lessons and there was all the things you had to buy. And I remember feeling stressed about getting my nails done because of finances. Yet the kid got everything. She got everything she wanted because I genuinely just wanted the best for her. But what I realized is that I was pushing myself aside and I know that all she could see was sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. And what I knew from that is that she may one day grow up to believe that if you have children, you have to miss out. And I didn't want her to think that. So yeah, I did start to put myself first. But what I know is that we definitely put our children before ourselves a lot of the time. And so that's where it caused me to go, well, Maybe we can't do work on you as number one. Maybe we have to reverse engineer it. And so my why became about making this journey out of anxiety, stress, grief, regret, shame, all those things, this journey out of extreme pressure around being a parent into this journey where we could take our children along for the ride and where we can help them and accidentally help ourselves at the same time. And I hope this makes sense to you guys. But imagine if you could do something with your kids that also helped you grow. Because one of the biggest problems is that we don't have gratitude. We don't do meditation. We don't have spiritual practice. We don't connect. And we keep shoving this under the rug. And we think one day I'll get better at me and then I'll get better at parenting. And then the kids will all be calmer. But it doesn't work that way. 
because you've got to work as a team. You've got to do this stuff as a family. And so I reversed it and I went, we're going to work on you. I promise you that. But when I created the Abundance Hub and when I felt, and I actually feel, um, just talking about this makes me feel so happy um, because I finally feel like I've, I've got goosebumps. Like I finally feel like I've created something that makes so much sense. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe of the women around me that have shed light on how they felt and the fact that it's been able to, to expand me into a place where I can help so many more people. But I thought working on you is meant to be number one, but let's be honest, maybe it can't be because the pressure to be the, a good parent and then the pressure of the fact that we don't have great relationships is really difficult. It's really, really hard. And so I thought, why don't we start with trying to eliminate some of this parenting pressure? Why don't we start with getting some of the noise out of the way for you guys? And so I did that. I created a product and I did it in alignment with someone I love dearly. Um, we've created guided meditations and we've created a simple tool. It's just a part of your tool belt, guys. You're going to pick up many tools along the way, but I created something and I know it will help eliminate mum mum guilt. I know it will help eliminate pressure. I know it will make you a better person because the stuff you're going to teach your kids to do through these tools are things you should be doing for your own self-worth, self-love and self-care every single day anyway. So you, it's a win-win. Next thing, learning how to have compassion in your relationships. And this is not about relationships with your partner only. It's about in every relationship, in every connection you have, this is a big deal and this is coming and this is honestly going to change your life. I promise you. And then working on you is number three and number three will quickly become number one, but without chipping away at these other things that are big issues, I just don't believe we can get anywhere. And what I want is I want my big why is to have a a global impact that is, you know, that is set out in bite-sized chunks. That's something that doesn't feel overwhelming. I don't want to send my mamas, like I literally receive stuff. I've, I've invested so much money and I receive emails from the people I've invested with and the people I haven't invested with. It's like bombarding me between that and my online shopping. I, I just get an email, a junk email. There's nothing good coming in that inbox uh, more than 10% of the time. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed with with what I should be doing, with what I could be doing, with what someone else is doing. And I can't focus on myself. So I've set everything out to kind of be rolled out in bite-sized chunks so that no one feels overwhelmed so that you tackle one thing and then you get on to the next and it becomes a system that's easy to follow. It becomes something that's like, this is so simple. This isn't even taking up more than 20 minutes of my day. And it's actually impacting me so much. And that's exactly what my why is. I want people to talk about what I've created and go, you know what? This girl's actually a real fucking mom. She's no one special. She doesn't have, she's not a PhD, uni student, blah, 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 knows all her shit. She's just someone who tapped into what the, what we need as mamas, what we need. And, and what we need is we need bite-sized chunks of little bits of help that can keep us going, that can cloud out the bullshit. Because The thing is, and I heard this on a podcast the other day, I'm not going to take claim for this quote in any way, Um, but happiness is the joy you feel when you're moving towards your potential. It's not the end result because if we're chasing an end result, it's never going to come. Like I promise you guys, 
it it does it it might it might come I know people who have had immense abundance who have had literally been living the life they thought they always wanted and and it's crashed down around them I know people who have made the money they wanted got the house they wanted done the all the things and then it came down, it came crashing down or circumstances changed or, or, you know, they realized that there was no fulfillment behind the money that they had or the, 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 ha- like people always think oh, I want to buy a house. It's one of those things. So many people think like, once I buy a house, I'll be happy. It's not, it's the happiness doesn't come from the end result because as soon as you realize that the, the energy and the law, the laws of the un, the universal laws, the law of attraction, all these things, everything happens in duality, guys. So you can't have the good without the bad. You can't be chasing this happy ending. I'll wait till I get that white picket fence because that'll be sweet. I'll get the big house with the white picket fence and the the cute hubby and the cute kids, and that's my end goal. And then I'll be happy once I get that. I'll be happy once I stop feeling these thoughts. I'll be happy once I get over the mum guilt. I'll be happy. Because the way we see our reality is dependent on our own self-worth. So if we don't build that self-worth muscle, then we won't believe we're worthy of more. And when we don't feel like we have potential, we won't strive, right? So happiness is the joy you feel when you're moving towards your potential. So bite-sized chunks, the the impact I want to have is that people feel they can achieve what I've achieved or what someone else they look up to has achieved. I don't want this to be something scary for you guys. I want you to feel safe and secure when learning with me, when coaching with me, when at one of my retreats or buying one of my online resources, because I know that I felt so overwhelmed with the amount of stuff there was out there. I know that I felt like that. And with all of the insecurities that I was facing at those times when I was pushing through, when I felt this place, I was coming from this place of scarcity, I just went into overwhelm and then I just did nothing instead of doing something. So bite-sized pieces, because when you're moving towards your potential, you can feel that happiness every single day. You can feel truly, truly in a place of contentment. Like you don't need to be at your end goal, but you know that you're moving towards it and you know that you are worthy and that you are beautiful and gorgeous and talented And you know that deep down in your heart that you deserve a life of abundance. You deserve to be around people that raise you up. You deserve to have beautiful, connected kids. You deserve to have a beautiful, sexy, alive relationship. You deserve to have a great deal of friends. You deserve to have a beautiful family. You deserve to have that healthy vitality, that energy. You deserve to wake up full of excitement and you deserve to be respected and to earn good money. And you know, deep down, you deserve all of that. And knowing that you have so much potential and that every day you've done a little thing, whether it's a five minute, 10 minute, 30 minute exercise is that every day you've done something that is moving you towards your potential. And that is my why that is everything. Like (laughs) I was going to say in a nutshell, but I know, I don't think that was a nutshell. I think that was a very drawn out explanation, but I felt compelled to tell you guys, because sometimes I think that people really take me and, and many other people on social media on face value, and they don't really know the depth of what we're doing and what, why we're doing it. Um, 
And as a woman, it's important to know that we have each other's back. And it's important to know that like, if I see you on the street, I want you to come and give me a hug. I don't want you to like go, oh, she's probably too busy. Or I don't know if she wants to say hello to me. I want us all to band together. I want to hear your successes. Like if you have had any impact from this podcast, from a product of mine, from coaching retreats, or literally an impact from a post I've done, please share it. Please tell me about it because the, the, the little things I receive every day just make me work harder and harder towards my bigger goals. And, and I have this, I have this dream that, you know, people, these, this, we can start this kind of revolution around self-worth and we can be the self-worth mamas. We can, we can really shout from the ceilings and toot our own horns. Um, I read this, I posted it the other day. I'm probably going to end with this cause this is so good. But the other week I was talking about something with one of the girls I work with. And I said, um, she said, it's going to be really good. And I said, yeah, I know it's going to be good. Of course it's, of course it's going to be good. And she said to me, God, I love your, like your ability to just have so much belief in yourself. And I was like, well, there's just no other way. Like it really, it, there's just no other way guys. Like, and if you think there is, you, you're kidding yourself. You've got to get on top of self-love and self-worth. It It's the best and only way to get ahead in this life. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to leave you with this quote cause I fucking loved it. It says not to toot my own horn, fucking beep, beep, <laughs> but I am worthy of everything good in the world. And I hope you guys know that. And if you don't, then put this on repeat. I am worthy of everything good in the world. I believe it. And I just want you guys to believe it too. Have a beautiful day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the abundance hub podcast please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the abundance hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.